Welcome to 2024 with me, Life Coach Franzani, where I really am just trying to figure out how to live my dream and stay true to who I am. And I've really made a career of helping you do the same by being a life coach. So today I wanted to talk about how after five years of being an entrepreneur, I landed what feels like the dream job and almost doubled my salary. So background, um, I, my big origin story was that I left my job 2018, became a certified life coach. And from there, everything went swimmingly. And I am just this very successful life coach and have been just living the dream ever since. I quit. I, I sold my house, moved downtown, you know, just this wonderful, cool, very brave story, I might add, um, of just triumph. And <laughs> the truth is that I did, in fact, quit my job with the, you know, hopes of this beautiful, amazing, triumphant story. I did, in fact, sell my house and move downtown. And that story was, I'm telling it simply, but it's even wilder um, when you hear how I went about doing that all over the course of like a month. Um, but yeah, since then, it's been a struggle. So in about November 20, or no, 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 summer of 2022, I decided that, or yeah, I decided that I needed to get a job on top of working for myself as an entrepreneur and trying to build life coach Franzani. Um, and I didn't get that job until November of 2023. And that process was more than 200 or close to 200 applications, not so many interviews. I probably, I had one, two, like six interviews, maybe five interviews over the course of that year and a half. Um, but lots of rejection letters, lots of mostly ghosting. And I wanted to, and I'm really proud of where I ended up today. Um, and I really wanted to share like some tips and tricks and talk about like some of the reflections of what I learned and how I got here because I'm really proud of that, this situation of what I did of earning more than I've ever earned before and really loving my, the job that I have. And I committed to the idea that I might, you know, it might take me a long time to build life coach for Anzani and maybe I will love this job so much that I won't ever want to be an entrepreneur all by myself without a job as well. So I really looked at this as I'm entering back into the workforce and I might be here for the, a long time. So for the foreseeable future. So I wanted to find something that I really loved. Um, so yeah, I wanted to come and tell you like, oh, this is what I did. I, but I don't know. So a theme I feel like in my life is that there is no one right way to do things. So I'm not, you know, there, I, I didn't want to come on here with any kind of authority. And I really feel like the big thing that I did was trust the process. And so I wrote some thoughts down as to what I felt like really gave me, um, the perseverance to look for a job for over a year and a half and to apply to close to 200 places, right? So like how, what did I do to keep going? And in the meantime, I ended up getting, so I left my career in internal communications, um, 
and employee experience working for cable, but working specifically in, um, in like customer service in call centers. And now I work for in tech, specifically in like a shipping company and I am doing change management. So it's a, it's a large deviation from what I was doing. And so I just figured maybe the story in and of itself might be helpful. And, you know, and then maybe I can, I'll gleam some insights as I share it here. Um, So yeah, like I said, I was, I was, I had been following my coach for probably a year and I finally could afford something she was offering. And it was this like hundred dollar camp. And I couldn't even afford that completely. I think I borrowed the money from my sister. Thank you so much, sissy. Um, and went to this coaching camp. And one of the big things I was stressed about during these last five years was making money. I wanted to, I needed to, I wanted to help contribute to the family, take off some of the financial burden, um, have fun, <laughs> buy a house, you know, just do the things that money allows you to do um, when you have dual income versus just one income. So, um, I, you know, I was doing all the, I was doing the very coachy things of like learning to understand my relationship with money. And I just did a lot of work. And so there was a topic in my, in this summer camp that I was able to afford about how to take the pressure off of your business to make money. And I was like, yes, this is me. This is my call. I just, I need the answers to this. And my coach said the thing that I think I needed to hear, which was that the (laughs) the unpopular thing to say is the best way to take the pressure off your business to make money is to get a job. So I decided then and there to start looking. And I had gotten, I started applying for jobs from my old career. So I think the first thing I think I did was I just started. I didn't update my resume that much. I started the way I used to do it, which was that I did update my cover letters very specifically. I updated my resume enough to include like what from my entrepreneurship life I thought was relevant to what I needed to do in internal communications and employee experience, like the speaking engagements I've done when I've worked with organizations and things like that. So I updated it on how it was. I think it was like in a Word document that I saved as a PDF. But at that time, I was like changing the name. I was like, I put the name of the of the job role I was applying for and the company. So that did take a lot of work (laughs) updating that and changing my cover letters. So, but I just went for it. I just started applying for internal communications jobs. Um, And, you know, I, I, I got, I had like a a quick win in that I got um, a, a, um, an interview within the first couple weeks of applying, which was really encouraging. I obviously did not get that job, but um, I just kept applying. I kept applying. Most places ghosted me. And then I think at some point I I started applying in June and it wasn't until December after my third interview. And it was like with a tech company that I went through like four out of like seven interviews and I didn't get the job and they ghosted me without telling me. And then they hired the hiring manager, like the person who interviewed me the first round ended up getting 
hired for the position she interviewed me for. So strange. Um, anyways, so I got really pissed. So I updated my resume and <laughs> what I, into what I called a revenge resume. And I would say that that was another kind of inflection point because switching my resume up to like, I used, I did it in Canva. I also decided screw like being very specific on these applications because you know, I'm not hearing back from anyone and, and they want to understand why my story or, you know, what happened over the last five years, why I think I can still jump back into the workforce and do what I think I was doing. So I just decided to write my whole story in my cover letter. And that way, you know, we would talk about it again, but I wouldn't have to explain myself. So I just wrote a very kind of, this is why I'm this is why I'm coming back into the workforce. This is who I am cover letter. And I was honest because I wasn't going to give up life coach Franzani. Um, and so I wrote this like very ge- like generic, but like specific to me cover letter and resume and started applying to everything with that. So I stopped being so specific because that was getting exhausting. I was getting ups- like, you know, my hurt feelings were getting too overwhelming. So I decided screw them. I'm, screw that, you know, screw being, ignored. I'm just going to um, write a very, like a specific to me cover letter, but I'm not going to write it specifically for every one of these jobs. So I told my story the best I could and then started sending out applications in a nice updated Canva pretty uh, cover letter and resume. And that made a huge difference. And how I know is because I started getting a lot more rejection letters. So to me, that means someone or people were looking at it because before I got ghosted a lot more. So I feel like that was a big big inflection point. And something that I said while I was sharing that story, I feel like was a huge um, shift for me was, shit, I think I forgot. I did. Okay. So we are in December of 2022 after about six months of applications and only three interviews two of them ghosting me. And now I have revenge updated my resume. And I was very specifically just applying for things online through LinkedIn and Indeed. And I really wasn't into getting a recruiter because I didn't know what they were like. I've never used one before. And it was like February at this point. And I was meeting with a friend and she was like, you should use a recruiter. And I had heard it enough that I was like, you know what? I And so the inflection point here was I was always open to kind of shifting. I didn't know where I needed to shift. I didn't know what my blind spots were, but I I was keeping open the signs, right? So I had heard, I realized like, okay, you keep saying no to recruiters and you're not getting a job. So maybe recruiters are something you should look into. And I kid you not that I had lunch with this woman at, and then I left and I had a recruiter in my inbox from LinkedIn. Oh, I remember my inflection point. I will go back to it. Remember uh, authenticity, true to who you are. Okay. So um, I got, I had an, an inbox message from a recruiter, just very generic asking me if I'd be interested into a, a local position. And I said, sure. And it was in change management. So I am certified in change management through my job, my, my past career. And I did some projects, but I wouldn't say it was like the focus of my career. I really enjoyed it back then. And I remember really enjoying it because I had to go through a whole process to become certified, but I would have never really highlighted it. But when she said that was the job, I was like, okay, I'm willing to listen. So I feel like my 
just, I don't know about if it's ability to shift and pivot. I was like, all right. Oh, I opened myself up to recruiters. I got on the phone. I was like, I'm just going to see how this goes. So rewind though to before. I was very honest in my cover letter. I was not going to quit my career as a life coach and, you know, only and and go back to, I was going to do both. So I said that in my cover letter. I say that I said that in all of my interviews, everyone is very aware of, you know, the fact that I have, I have a passion for both. Um, And so I was very honest. I just didn't want to pull any punches. So I also didn't switch my LinkedIn to be looking for jobs because LinkedIn is somewhere I get clients for Life Coach Franzani. So I knew that I'd have to put in more work because I wasn't advertising myself as someone who was looking for work on LinkedIn. So those are some of the things staying true to me was a big thing for me in this job search. Because I was like, if I'm going into a career, I need to be able to be honest about my passion of life coaching and the fact that I have a business of my own. And that is also a priority for me. So I was very honest about that. I said that through the recruiter. So I, I go and speak to the recruiter. And another thing that I was very adamant about was like lifestyle. So my lifestyle is that I needed to be working from home. I, and I, the two things were working from home and I had a certain salary in mind. Well, I spoke to this recruiter, change management wasn't my focal point, but I was, I liked it. The job sounded interesting enough and I really liked, um, the company that it was going to be with. And I, um, and I think the big thing was that it was paying way more than I could have imagined. So I was like, okay. I'm going to look into this. So I brushed up my skills. And when I say brushed up, I like reread everything about change management, went back on the certification website, got like all of my logins reinstated, reread all the things, went over my old projects from my old company, just like really refreshed myself to remember like what about change management um, I enjoyed so I could have a good conversation. And I just had such a great interview with the hiring manager, And it ended up being a job where I, long story short, had to be in the job towards the end. So first of all, it was a contract role. I really wanted to get in at a a company full time, long term. But I had another like mentality shift I feel like I went through was even though I knew I was entering the workforce for the long haul, I was okay. I had to get okay with the fact that maybe this first job wasn't the long haul job. Maybe this first job I only set up for a couple years, or maybe my life in the workforce for the next however many years is X amount of time here, X amount of time there. I stopped trying to romanticize like this perfect job that I needed right out the gate. So, at, so all of the things about this job that I did get that just didn't fit the bill, they it kept changing. And I just was like, okay, okay, okay. So the first thing was that it wasn't internal communications. Great. Turns out I love change management. Don't really like internal communications that much. Um, so that worked out great. I changed management. It was. Then it turned out it was going to be hybrid, half remote, half in person. Okay. Well, I could, I figured I could work it out where I could prove myself and then ask for more time remote. It was also a contract figured, okay, maybe I can get moved into a full-time role. So all of these things were changing and I was just like, yep, okay, all right, I'm down for these shifts. I'm working through it. 
I started an S-Corps, like I've had an S-Corps before, but closed it over the last five years. I opened an S-Corps, had to jump through all these hoops to be certified because this company did like, had contracts with the government. So I had to go through all of these things to make sure I was, you know, in compliance for everything they needed um, and got this contract role. And I think that was another big inflection point. And I don't even know if I'm using the word inflection point, but these are, I'm using the word inflection point to say this is a a learning and and something that I think helped me get to the place where I ended up with my dream job at double the salary from after being out of work for five years was that I was just going with the flow. Oh, you need me to be an escort? Sure, I can be an escort. Oh, you need me to do this thing through the federal government and get these certifications I've never done before? Sure, I'll figure it out. Like, I just went for it. I, I think that that's you know, what I learned from being an entrepreneur was I just figured it out. I said yes, and then figured it out later. Um, so I become a contractor. It's, I really love what I'm doing. I just, I feel like the universe brought me to change management. It's, it's, it's a very fun, um, it's, I just really enjoy it. Um, another thing that I realized that uh, an inflection point is that I switched like I switched industries into an industry that pays more. So I am change management tends to often be associated with tech and (coughs) the tech industry pays more than the communications industry does. So I just landed in a place that ended up being more lucrative for me, which worked out obviously to my benefit. Um, So that's why I was very big on not saying like that I did these certain things to get to where I am. Like I consciously did them. I think the things I consciously did was stay open. So, um, yeah. So then, okay. So I get to this job. I'm a contractor. This is March of 2023. I'm opening up to the universe. I'm switching things up. I'm willing to learn. I'm pivoting all the things. I'm at this job. I like what I do. Um, it becomes kind of clear pretty quickly that they probably aren't going to be able to hire me. And if they did hire me, there'd be a lot of things that are unfavorable to what I want. And I wouldn't be able to have the work from home lifestyle that I really was hoping for. So I kept looking for jobs. So by the time I got this role, I probably applied for about a hundred, a little over a hundred roles. So probably within a month, I had already started applying for more jobs. Um, At this point, I had changed everything to change management, got very specific. Thankfully, as a contractor, I could very easily point to the fact that I was a contractor as to why I was continuing to look for work. But I could speak more intelligently because I was working on projects that made more sense to the industry. Um, And even in that point, it's not like I was getting a million interviews. I was, I probably got like three interviews during that process. And I applied for maybe like 50 or 60 more jobs before I ended up, um, like my contract would have ended in December and they probably wouldn't have renewed it. And I started my new job the week of Thanksgiving. So it took me almost to the very end of my contract position. 
um, to find a role in 60 more applications before and two or three interviews. So the ratios are miserable and they're terrible. And I think that the big thing, the big, I think a big, big thing is that I just didn't take rejection personally. Like we can spend a whole episode on why it's wrong for all of these big companies to ignore applicants and how hard it is. And, and it is, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that you, we shouldn't be mad that it's so hard to be an applicant and it, we shouldn't be mad that or, or demand that they treat applicants better. But I just didn't let that stop me. And I just kept it moving and I applied for absolutely everything. And, um, stayed really organized. I, I kept track of every single job that I applied for because the, I just didn't, when I did get interviews, I wanted to be able to remember which job it was. So that's probably, that's also why I know I applied to, or how many jobs I applied to exactly. I think it's like 178, um, or 187, whatever. But I have, because I have probably most of the jobs that I applied to, um, saved um, just so I could reference them if I did get them. So yeah, I think that was a big thing is just not taking the rejection personally and all of the ghosting personally. Um, and not getting really too attached to a job that always happens. I would get super attached sometimes just like a job that just sounded sexy. I'd get obsessed with having no inclination of when or if they were to get in touch with me. And most of the time they didn't. Um, and the jobs that I, I don't think I romanticized the job I had now. And I love it. I love it so much. Um, I think that it, <laughs> I, like two years ago that I would have heard this and thought it sounded so unsexy and I think it's the most fun. Um, so yeah, I think that another thing is the openness and willingness to switch industries. I would have never guessed that I would be in tech. Um, so yeah, close to 200 jobs later, a year and a half. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. I really think that change management is a place is, is a career that I can be in for the foreseeable future, um, or retire in if I decide to do both coaching and working for the rest of my life. And I think it, or switch and do breaks or whatever. But I also, and I also feel like the company I'm at is someplace I could grow in. Um, so even though I wasn't putting a lot of pressure on that, I might've, I might've hit the jackpot. It's only been like two months. So I'm going, you know, fingers crossed, but outlook really, really, really hopeful. So I just, I guess if you are in a transition, trying to figure it out, trying to land your dream job, um, stay true to you, be honest, look for your blind spots, stay open to the universe, uh, be open to change, um, to pivoting, let it be different than you expect, um, and trust yourself, trust the universe, trust the process, stay close to all of your divinity practices that you do. I know I was doing a lot of praying, a lot of meditating, um, because getting a job kind of like partnering a partner has so many serendipitous or like divine things that have to happen. Like the, cause everything has people involved, right? Like the person has to want to read your resume. You know, there's just like so many pieces. It's kind of like buying a house. I just think that there's so much 
God and divine that just comes into the you being chosen for a specific position on the specific day at the specific time by the specific person and just all the things. So I just give it up to God, give it up to the universe, trust the process, um, and just keep at it. So I, yeah, I think another thing that I do to get what I want is that I don't give up until I get what I want. Um, so it's kind of like what hatched first, like the chicken or the egg, the fact that I always get what I want or the fact that I never get up, give up until I get what I want. Right. So, um, I really believe that having a dream and living your dream is what makes life worth living. Um, and so I'm, I know I'm not going to stop, um, making my dreams come true, making the things that I want to have feel real, um, and, doing something really special with this one precious life. And if that is something you are interested in doing, I am really happy to help you on that journey. If you're stuck and you are wanting to make a change, if you need to pivot in any way, or if you want to figure out what that dream looks like, get aligned on your values. Those are some of the things I can help you with. So um, DM me wherever you follow and let's talk about what it looks like to have a session with me or create a relationship. And I would love to hear from you. Um, give yourself the day or night that you need. Thank you so much for being here. I love you and I mean it. And we'll talk again soon. I'm rooting for you, friend.